Coming to you live from the square team. We on a ultra light beam. We on a ultra light beam. This is a god dream. This is a god dream. This is everything. This is everything. Welcome back to another episode of the Square Table where we give advice and answer the hard questions about life. It's your boy Demo, aka DJ Snuggy. How y'all doing today? Yay! The future is black. Ooh. Okay, um so today. Today I'm also joined with, you know, the normal bandits of the moment, Shay Shay and Jay Lee. How you doing, Shay Shay, Jay Lee? I'm alright. You know, I'm um Yeah, I don't know. This is this is this is a rough day right now. Cause it's just like slow. Yeah. Well, it's because it's Black History Month that we decided that we wanted to take the world slower, you know. Beyonce decided that you know, if you go vegan, she'll give you tickets for the rest of your life. But in Black History Month, we're just gonna slow it down. So that's why the day is dragging. Okay. Okay. That's Fair enough. True. I wonder who's gonna get this these free lifetime tickets to a Beyonce concert. I don't know. I've been peeping some vegan stuff, man. I, I don't know. Maybe I might get it. That might be the. Would you go to every show? Nah. Absolutely. If or I had tickets, absolutely. You could sell them now. I don't know that I would do that. I think I would go to every one of them. I mean, you know, but you could sell them. I could, I could, I could, I could. But like, okay, what if so that was a stipulation? You can't sell you them. Can't you, like, sell you actually them. have you to go. go. I mean, yeah, I'm a go, man. I'm a go, man. Let me tell you. That's what. a lot of off time. It is free advice right now. I'm about to put it out. I'm about to plug it. And then we're gonna we're gonna recap last week's episode. If I was a young player out there, I would go vegan and get these lifetime supply tickets. And I would just, anytime I wanted to take a young tenderoni on a date, man, it would, I would just, hey, B. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Beyonce concerts for life, bro. Man. You better quit playing with the hive, boy. You could, you could definitely bag you a winner with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway. So last time we joined, we answered the really hard questions about life. We, we were on the uh, six, uh, six colored chicks. I think it is six six, six, six brown no, chicks. I think it's six colored. Huh? Six, six, six brown chicks. Brown six chicks. brown. Shit, man. I'm sorry. I've been drinking. Six I brown chicks. Bro. Right? And we answered a lot of questions. And and I don't know if you guys tuned in last week or this week when they did the questions, but they were actually funnier this week. I wish we would have did it this week. Because uh, these people really need the help. And I went back and I listened to the episode, and it actually was hilarious. It was. I, I listened to it, too. I, I was dying. We give horrible advice. <laughs> y'all give horrible advice, no, man. No, my advices were very sound. Y'all, y'all give bad advice, man. Y'all, I, I'm just saying. I think I gave the best yeah. advice out of everybody. I, Bro, you guys give the worst advice, man. I don't know. Goodness gracious. I give great advice. No, it's like the the worst of the worst advice. But, um, in that same episode, we forgot to acknowledge that it was our anniversary, man. We've been doing this for two years strong. Facts. We have. Two years facts. strong. Facts, facts, and, facts. And it was ironic because I didn't know. I forgot. I knew it was around here, but I didn't know exactly when it was. And then one of our followers, or one of our listeners, they, they messaged me and was like, ain't it your anniversary today? <laughs> I was like, oh. Oh, is it? Do you know what today is? It's our anniversary. We missed our anniversary. Absolutely, we did. We did. We did. Missed our anniversary. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. But you know what? <clears throat> that's that's good. That means you're on the flow. You're on a roll when you those things just kind of roll by and it doesn't. It's not really something that you, you thought about. Is it? I think it so is. So if that like if you're married and you forget your anniversary, is that a good thing? No. No, like, yeah, over. well, no, and I don't think like forgetting it, but I think like, like if it, it sneaks just... up on you, it's a good thing because that means that you guys spent a year together and the time just flew by. You know, time flies by when you're having fun. When you're like, oh, that year just, oh, it's been a year. Like, you know, that was a rough year for y'all. You've been counting down the days. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. It's been another day, it's another year. But it's not another year we've been together. It's another year closer to me dying so I can get rid of you finally. 
That's what, that's what it's like when you know how long your years been. You know what's funny? What? It's that you think you can get rid of us when you die. Uh, I'm sorry, what? Well, the way that my life is set up, I probably have a lake house near the burning lake of fire. So I don't know that we may end up in the same place. Who knows? But um, maybe I will be able to get rid of you guys. Maybe the three of us will have the podcast in hell. Who knows? (laughs) I'm not going. I'm going to just stay here and haunt somebody. We would have some lit guests, you know? Probably. It would be very unfiltered. Okay. This is totally, we're totally off the script right now. If you could choose to haunt somebody or haunt a place, who or where would it be and why? Hmm. I don't know. I have to, I got to think about that one. If I, Bruh, I would want to haunt Shay Shay's old apartment in the harbors. I have to agree. I would, I would want to haunt the same place too. Shout out to 51A in the harbors. Forever oh, would, in my heart, 51 yeah, And Friday and Saturday, man, I would just sit at their table and just fucking drink and talk shit all night. Bruh, but what if it's not as lit? Like, what? <laughs> well, I think it would... I mean, it would have to be lit because I think the tenant would eventually have to give in. You know, like, this nigga's in my kitchen every Friday, every Saturday. Like, he's gonna have to talk to me, you know what I'm saying? Burning sage and shit. I be telling you stories. He would know all the square table secrets. I think that's what I would do, man. Bruh. It's not safe. We can't would you let go this... to somebody's kickback if you knew they had a go? <laughs> <laughs> if I was hey, drunk Hey, they come to my house and drink. You know what I'm saying? Tonight I got a ghost. They have, it's not like one of the scary ones, though. It's like a it's chill a ghost. It's a cool chill ghost. He just like to yeah. drink and get fucked talk, up. Right? Yeah, he just like to get lit, bro. He, he tells us about the old days. You know what I'm saying? When Hampton was lit. You know what I'm saying? When there was no fence around the harbors. Facts. Facts. That's so true. Yeah, you can you walk in whatever you want to get into the harbors, bro. Yeah. You got to have a whole uh, passcode to get into the harbors now. Yeah, it's sophisticated now. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's as fun anymore. Maybe it's just because I'm old. Yeah, I think it's because yeah, you're college. old. College, I'm sure that it's probably lit still. It's because you're old. It's definitely because yeah. you're old. Yeah, come on, act like act like you've been raised right, Joshua. I haven't been. I've been raised by the square table, so it's your speaking, fault. Speaking of speaking of college, y'all seen uh, Virginia's governor in his yes. college, his uh, med school yearbook? Yes. <laughs> he was like, I just really liked um, um, Mr. T, so I blackfaced it and wore mohawk. Bruh, it was a black face and a Ku Klux Klan member. And one of those is the governor of Virginia. And you know he's refusing to resign. He said, I'm not resigning. Yeah, but he actually said it wasn't to. him in either one of the pictures. Even though that's <laughs> he's like, I don't know how that photo made it there. Even though that's his yearbook page. But but if he does resign or get pushed out, the lieutenant governor would be the second black governor of Virginia. That's why he won't resign because he don't want that shit to happen. Yep. <laughs> That's crazy. You know, That's crazy. the first one was, since this is this is my city we're talking about. Okay, okay, okay. The okay. first yeah, black yeah, governor, yeah. L. Douglas Wilder, was mm-hmm. probably one of the coolest dudes I ever met. Like, Governor my Wilder. parents were cool with his kids or some sort or other, so we went to his house sometimes and we were just kicking it. And he was cool as hell. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I expected, but... You know, you meet somebody like the first black governor, something that's a major milestone. And granted, this was when I was younger, so I didn't really know who I was meeting at the time. But looking back on it, like that's something major. That's huge to be the first black governor for the state. That's wild. Okay, okay, that's a, that was that was lit. All right, well, thank you for that history lesson, Joshua Lee. So you're always the most. Uh, educated and well-informed one of the three of us. This is not true. You're the one with the with two degrees. Hmm. Uh, so, um, can you keep that same energy with the giving us the, the the interesting perspective with this week's Ask for a Friend? Do you think you could do that for us? Absolutely. I will give better really advice close. than I'm last really week. Really close to having an intro to Ask for a Friend. You know what I'm saying? Just like a sound clip, like a five-second, like so you know that it's time. Put your mind right. I'm almost there. I just haven't found a song that I like yet. Okay. Anyway, this week's Ask for a Friend comes from one of our listeners. Um, and, I, and I picked it because it was actually an interesting topic that Killer Mike 
um, kind of talked about when he, in his interview with the Bridge with his interview on the Breakfast Club. Um, and so, I mean, it was an interesting perspective. I've definitely had this conversation with a couple of other people since then, um, and I want to know what you guys think as well. Um, so this young lady, um, she has a sister. She says that my sister is dating a white guy who she met in college and is lying to our parents about it. I'm assuming she's black. I don't really know, but um, she said that um, my parents always ask me about her boyfriend and question me about why they have never met him and if she has met him. Um, she says that her parents are really old school um, and she's afraid that they won't accept him but that she doesn't want to keep lying about it. Um, she says that she doesn't want to be the person to break the news to them um, because she doesn't know how it's gonna, they're going to take it and she doesn't want to you know, bring that drama to her sister if it's, you know, she, that's not somebody she's going to be with the rest of her life but their relationship is getting serious. So what should she do? Shay Shay? Uh, she, she should tell her sister to tell her parents because... They gonna have to find out eventually. I mean, time, time, time don't make it better. Like you know, this or don't make it easier. I mean, it's only gonna make it more difficult. Especially if y'all get more serious. Like her, her sister has to like bring that up. <laughs> like you just like what? But I think what she should do is like have a conversation with her sister and be like, yo, look. Mom and dad keep asking me about your boyfriend. Um, have I ever met her? They keep bringing it up. I'm tired of lying about it. Like, you can tell them. Or I can tell them. Like on some ultimatum shit. I mean, because like, it's putting <laughs> to her, give your sibling an ultimatum uncomfortable. It's putting her in an uncomfortable situation. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Having to lie to her parents about it and then like knowing about it. So... Yeah, she like she need to have that conversation with her sister. Like, yo, look, tell them because I'm tired of lying about it and I, it's making me uncomfortable. Like, either you 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 do it or I'll do it. Yeah, but like, what if she brings it up and does become issues? Like, so say she tells them. I mean, that's not that's it's, it's gonna be an issue. Up, if it's, it's like, oh, if it's gonna be an issue, it's gonna be an issue regardless. That's true. It's nothing that like she didn't make it an issue. She's not the one that's dating dating. Uh, somebody outside of racing that she's not her parents, so she didn't make it an issue. I mean, no, but I mean, if she like tells because once she tells the parents, you know, or she you know gives her sister this ultimatum, then it becomes it's something that's on the radar. So, but if these people if they break up eventually or whatever, you know, people are together and they think things are getting serious and they, they break up, but what if she ends up not it doesn't become anything that needs to be reported? Do you think that there's like a time <laughs> reported for though? I mean, like, is it? I don't know. I mean, Do you think I, there's like a time? I know that like some, statue? some, some parents are, you know, traditional, especially black parents, like, don't bring a white girl in my house. And the same yeah. thing with the white parents, don't ever bring a black, black girl, black guy in my house. Like, but at the end of the day, like, fuck your parents. <laughs> like, Low key. Like, that's that's what's wrong with the youth. Is y'all dude. think that y'all could just go against our black elders? Mm. Yeah, like, it's dude, Black it's History Month too. No. That's disrespectful. What's like? Like I'm, and it's interesting you brought it up on the lines of Killer Mike. Like I'm, I'm kind of the yeah. same. Like I, you know, I love black women. Like I, yeah, I, I love black women, and I, I, that's me. But I don't fault anybody who. You know, love somebody outside of race. Love is love. You love who you love. It's nothing wrong with that. I mean, but don't let how your parents are gonna view you or judge you based off who you bring home affect who you freaking love. If you love a dude, so what? If you if your parents don't like the fact that you won't be dating a white guy, fuck them. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And so at the end of the day, it's not about them. It's about you and your happiness. Yeah, right. Your right. parent, your parents would be happy that you're not dating a white guy, but you will be miserable because you're not dating the person you were in love with. Like, what? That don't make sense. Yeah, I mean, okay, okay. That's what you got. What you, what you think, man? What you think? Man, look. So I, I have dated outside my race for a long time mm-hmm. before I went to Hampton. After that, I was like, I'm sold. Okay. A black yeah, woman will have my black, heart, black absolutely. Love, yeah, but sold on black love. <laughs> I told you, it's a beautiful thing. Once you go black, you ain't never going black. Mm-mm. But I mean, not I stand. But once, um, <laughs> <laughs> after, Shout out to Stan. Shout month, out to Canada. Yes, <laughs> H U baby. Um, that being said, though, 
at the end of the day, like you have to be happy with what you're doing in your own life in the relationship that you have. And so I think as adults, you know, that we value our most we value our parents' thoughts and opinions. And so we I think we owe it to them that we listen to them and hear their side of it and hear what they say and listen to them. But if it doesn't line up with what you want, then it doesn't line up. So you have to be comfortable with telling your parents that, yo, like right now, that's just not where I'm at. And that's not who I love. That's not who I want to be with. And I'm not going to be with somebody that I love, not be with somebody I love just to appease you, to make you, is it like, what does it really do for her parents? Like they're going to go around again. My baby's dating a black fan. Like what, what does that do for them? Absolutely nothing. I mean, don't settle, don't settle for that. Yeah. And I think that's what, that's what our, for the, the girl who actually asked for the advice, like that's what you need to convey to your sister. Like, fuck what your parents think. All right, like if you love this dude, then like, don't be ashamed to, you know, bring him home. Like, don't be scared of what mom and dad's gonna say. Like, um, like let your sister know that. You know what I mean? That be free in your love, right? Yeah. Like, and then also let her know just from your standpoint. You know what I mean? How you don't really like being put in a situation where you have to lie about it. So, like, be free in your love quick, because I'm getting tired of having a lot of mom and dad about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but look, don't, if you're her sibling and you got parents, like, straight up tell your parents, look, mom and dad, their relationship don't got nothing to do with me, just like it don't got nothing to do with y'all. So if you have a problem with her and her relationship, or you want to know more information, go to her. Yeah. Exactly. Like y'all are the y'all are her parents. Y'all should be able to have that conversation with them. And if they are not comfortable with having difficult conversations with their kids, maybe there's something a little deeper that they need to work on. Y'all are siblings. Y'all parents have never tried to pump y'all for information. They have, and I've done just that. That's not my right. Like mom and dad, that's not my lane. I think that's I think that's good intel gathering, man. I I think that's a that's a tactic I'm gonna adopt, man. You gotta turn the siblings on each other. It is a tactic, but it don't work. You do, but (laughs) good siblings will stay out of it. Either they're gonna lie for you for as long as they need to, or they're gonna stay out of it. No, man, you just gotta find the baby, man. The baby can always be suckered into. (laughs) No, because the baby babies are snitches. Everybody knows that. They they be snitching. So I think you guys are giving really good advice. I think that you're right. I think that she should probably have that conversation with her sister and definitely say you know you need to do what you got to do um as far as you know i guess expressing to your parents you know what that is about but i think that's going to start an even greater conversation about why is that so important to them that she doesn't do that whatever the case may be right i mean i think that you you also if if you're gonna you know say that to your sister that she needs to bring it up to the, y'all's parents that you have to be willing to also say that you know this is also going to start a conversation blah about why they think it's important that you should be with a black man <clears throat> and and then see where that goes. Um, I think it probably would be it's probably going to be an awkward conversation and not not cool. Oh and yeah, it's going to be a super still, awkward conversation but I mean... And I can see your sister still blowing it off because but I think once you do that, once you do that due diligence I think then you do what Josh said and when your parents ask you again you say, you know what I'm not her, ask her. Mm-hmm. I ain't got nothing to do with that. Period. <laughs> And if they keep asking, you hit you FaceTime her. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a new glitch that if you add your own number onto the FaceTime, it'll it'll just automatically answer. So you can do that, and then you just be like, "Hey, they fix that. They they want to. They they gotta ask. They got a question for you. Then you just hold it over." My FaceTime is still off because I found out about that, and I had to turn my FaceTime off. I was like, "Oh Oh my god!" You ain't trying to get caught slipping. Uh, ain't, ain't nothing to slip on. All I'm saying is that I am already skeptical about people listening. Are you one of those people to put the tape over your uh, video camera on your laptop? Nah, I don't do that. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh Look, man, God. if you got people be scared of technology, like you're just gonna have to grow up and get with it because it ain't going. No, nowhere. as they should it's, be. No, people should be afraid should of technology. Be that robot. That you robot killed a whole gang of people in Japan, bro. That's not a thing. But you, you can't stop that train at this point. It's not. You can't stop it. So yeah, you what can. Are the, really? Yeah. You can. You gonna stop the technology train globally? I think it can. House I think way. globally it could be. Okay. So hold on. Before we get into that, <laughs> uh, I think that you know. Hopefully we answered your question. Please give us 
um, feedback about what happens because I'm really interested because this is a conversation I've had a couple times about black people and, and spreading that narrative of that we need to stay within our race. And I really don't think it's interracial dating is, an, is I don't want to say it's an issue, but I don't really think that it's a, as big of a, of a thing as people think. Um, according to studies, they say that 93% of black women are actually married to black men. So it's it's not, there ain't all these black women out here dating outside their race. And I don't know. The media and the news would lead you to believe that. Yeah. So majority of black people are with black people. So that's into that conversation. All right. Um, so yeah, no, I think that you can stop the technology train. Cause I think that as people start to become aware of like the concerns, cause I think that over the last decade or so, this is so um, it is, we it just kind of let things go. And so I think that it's something that can be changed, but um anyway <laughs> get really us back on track in a in a in in the effort to make a square table concise again right mm-hmm. um <laughs> is that our 2019 uh motto we went last year it was yeah the square table short again short again yeah which this I think year i think this year we should we should keep the square table concise again clear and concise again. make it concise again three c's clear concise and consistent Oh, uh, I was wondering yeah, what that last season was going to be. Now. I don't know about <laughs> consistency, dog. You talking about consistency? Hey, That's and the best I... way, the best way to kick off consistency is Black History Month. Okay? I don't know if I can commit to that because black right. people consistently do great yeah. things. Pioneers. Exactly. So, um, what I wanted to ask you guys because it's Black History Month, you know, two years of doing this, the first great Black History Month episode we did got fucked up. So, you know, there's some things that I, it was really good. I wish we could salvage it somehow. But um, what I wanted to talk to you guys about um, really is what does Black History Month mean in 2019? You know, we have a president who, you know, arguably is very oppressive um, to minorities. Um, We have a political climate that's been really toxic. The last couple of years, we've had a lot of problems with police brutality and things of that nature. So what... In 2019, what what does Black History Month actually mean? Does it mean more, or does it? You know what? You know what I want to say about Black History Month in 2019. Yeah, is that Black History Month in 2019 is insignificant. Okay, why? Because in 2019, what I've seen from African Americans all throughout the diaspora is a better understanding and embrace of their culture and their history okay. all 365 days of the year okay all right so like you get to black history month and it's like yo yeah black history month is cool but what i've been seeing is all throughout 2018 is nothing but black excellence and black culture and just uh an embrace of just mm-hmm. being black right from black people so you know it was at a point where black history month was created because like there wasn't really any time where we focused on being black other than during black history month and that's why black history month was so big it was like oh this is our focus on being black and after black history month that focus went away but like more recently what i've been seeing is like the focus on being black happens on a daily basis Okay. Like yeah. the the black the black struggle the black plight is discussed on a daily basis. Black history is discussed and talked about on a daily basis. It's not just um, described as this one month now. Alright, so, like, so I, I do now. Now I'm not saying that we should now Black History Month is like should go away or anything like that. We should yeah. de- we should definitely still have Black History Month where we celebrate, uh, you know, being black. But I I've I've really more recently in 2018 2017 like i just feel like from what i've seen black people have been celebrating being black every day and i think that is what black history month is supposed to be and why now it's not as like i don't know it's it's, it's not as significant as it once was because we do it every day now do you That's think that? Do you think that that observation is because the people that you are around, the people you surround yourself with, you know, they 
it's a certain they're like you if that makes sense like you know the people we follow on social media the people that we have on facebook whatever the case may be a lot of those people are you know hbcu grads so a lot of times they have that pro-black kind of mentality already um and then you know just kind of people that you grew up with as far as you know your family members whatever that's always been that way and stuff like that do you think that because of your surroundings that you have that opinion but do you think that that's really true to the national or the global perspective of I yes. think I think I think could could that case be made? Absolutely, could mm-hmm. be made? Absolutely, without a doubt. So if you, I mean, you just randomly made the case right now. Like mm-hmm. that could be because of who you surround yourself with and who you are, you know, the environment that you're in. But I I don't know. I think that even on a more um, even just on a more uh, global scale, like I'm I'm seeing black people have a much more of an appreciation for their culture. Um, in their blackness like i don't think it's just the people that i'm surrounded by yeah uh in my environment like i i really don't think that that's what it is um i i even see you know uh some white people having an understanding and appreciation for black history and the influences that black culture has had on the western hemisphere right like you see that more now where in the past like I didn't really, I didn't, I never really either get notice it or I, it wasn't there, it was non-existent. So I don't, I don't, I don't think it's just my, my, uh, you know, environment or the people that I surround myself with. I, I do think that the, uh, the appreciation of black culture mm-hmm. is shifting. Now, don't get me wrong, we still have a very, 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 very long way to go. Um, and, and Black History Month still has. You know some importance however I, I i don't i don't think that i the allure that black history Month used to have is where it is anymore okay so would, yeah oh go ahead josh i would agree yeah. i would agree because i think that historically it was almost as if black history month was something that was allowed to come and go <laughs> because mm-hmm. it's black history month so when it's over you know, we'll come back to it again next year. And what young people are saying now, what I won't say young people, people our age and younger than us are saying now is that it's something that needs to be celebrated all year. Because we do great things all all year, all the time, day in and day out. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's driven by this media machine when i say media i mean it could be the news it could be social media platforms so in a way it is who you surround yourself with because you you have the option of kind of what information you decide to take in sometimes Mm -hmm. um more so than before um because i can i can choose what news channel i'm going to watch i can choose who i'm going to follow or articles i'm going to read so on and so forth um and so we can inundate ourselves with those positive black images and since people are seeking out those positive black images that's what people are going to publish more of because if Mm -hmm. that's what the people want that's what they're going to give you more of um and there's a so we see a lot more black people stepping forward and saying these are the great things that are happening within the black community nationally and internationally um just as simple as you know like barack obama for instance okay Mm mm-hmm representation absolutely matters and through media outlets we're able to capture and see more representation of black people doing these things that we used to think were nearly near impossible Mm -hmm. and so people may be like well Barack Obama didn't do a whole lot for the black people him being in that position in and of itself did whether Mm -hmm. you believe it or not a kid or a young adult a teenager a high schooler that says damn the president's black so why can't i be a senator or a congressman or a governor or a lieutenant governor or yep. a big a multi-million dollar business owner like there's there's nothing stopping me mm-hmm. and that's because of the representation that they see in and around them every day not just during one month of the year okay so i kind of want to ask you guys so it sounds like you guys are in agreement. Um, and, and I'm, I'm not definitely, I definitely kind of am on that same wavelength, but what I want to ask is what do you guys think was the cause of that? Like, why do you think that's happening or that has happened? Shay Shay said he saw it kind of starting in 2017. 
Um, I think I would argue probably closer to 2018 with uh, Black Panther coming out. I think that's what really started that trend. But what do you guys think was the, the cause of that? I, I, uh, so I, I like, I, like I said, I started to see, like, notice it in 2017, mm-hmm. but I think it even goes back before that. Like, when you, for a while, I think a lot of African Americans, majority of African Americans thought they were living in a post-racial yeah. America, right? Mm-hmm. Up until Barack Obama got elected, mm-hmm. um, for president, and then you start to, uh, see and hear things that you didn't really see or hear anymore, like um, things that we thought were like what oh, happened in you know back in my my grandparents' I don't, I don't, time. I don't think black people thought we were post-racial. I think everyone else did. Well, America. Yeah. Okay. I know there were some black people that that thought we were in post-racial. Absolutely. I, it was it's absolutely. Decent, I would argue there were a decent amount of African Americans. Like, who thought you, we were that doesn't happen. How slay? Like Nobody I does really that anymore. Will. None I of those will. black people lived in PG, bro. Yeah, really, PG's finest harass black people all the time, bro. <laughs> bro I, 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 I really do. I, I like, I, I do, because, um, and like, and you, you had some of the, the incidents that started to occur, like you know Trayvon Martin and Eric Garner and. Um, a lot of the other, um, you know, major incidents that were you know, considered injustices against black people, police brutality, police killings, right? And then you start to really, really realize that, like, not much, and, and, and draw that, that uh, juxtaposition between now and um, the 60s, like, not much has changed. <laughs> and, like, people really started to get that realization because they started to also see it. Um, through social media, through video, through Facebook, through Instagram, and started to really get those images of like, whoa, wait, wait, not a lot has changed at all. Hold up, right? And then it kind of really, I think, on a lot of those things, incidents kind of refocused a lot of African Americans to uh, really take a look at the current state of African Americans in um, America and also look back at um, you know African Americans history and um, existence in this country mm-hmm. and take a look at the history and you know I think that opened a lot of, uh, opened up uh, opened eyes for a lot of people um, and I say that specific I can say that from experience like specifically me um, in 2008 when I was first when I first got to college I first stepped on campus campus like i was i thought shit i'll be honest i was an 18 year old i thought i was like racism i didn't experience no racism right we from philly though oh yeah and i lived predominantly around african-americans black people. yeah so i could see why you would think that yep. you know like like everything cool everything gravy until i got down to virginia and i realized like whoa wait a minute <laughs> nah g oh wait a minute mm-hmm. like, white people still calling people niggers like that's a thing <laughs> that's that's crazy because i had the exact opposite experience you like know before, what I'm saying? before Hampton. Like I, like I went. I, I'm from. I'm from I'm surrounded myself until I was 18. I was predominantly surrounded with with, uh, with African Americans. I went to Central, which was a um, which was a you know a very diverse school, um, but also it was a very diverse school with very liberal liberal minded individuals for the yeah. most part. So yeah, I hung out with some white people, but very liberal white people from Philly who grew up with black people. You know what I'm saying? Like so. It, black black culture really uh, was dominant mm-hmm. where I was from. Uh, so when I got, and then I then I went to Hampton, which was I was around more black people, right? So yeah, it wasn't really until I like uh, started to see things through media and um, television and social media that like I started to like realize things are really still kind of fucked up. And then I got into the army where I was the only yeah, black then person. I- yeah, then I really, really found out how I, far we then, have not come. <laughs> yeah, then I stepped into, in 2012, I stepped into the army where I, I walked yeah. through. Yeah, I mean, I was one of the only black people in a room full of 50. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute, hold up. Could be called boy, you better answer. So, Josh, you said that your experience was was different, was, was opposite of that. Well, say more. Yeah, well, middle school, high school, um... Me and the homie Randolph, shout out. But shout out to Randolph. Yeah, our bro. high school was was like your experience in the army, Shay Shay. That was middle school and high school for us. It was me, Randolph, and one other black guy, pretty much in our entire year. 
Mm-hmm. Like that was it. And so all that time, you know, I did have some experiences. I did experience, you know, a young man calling me the N-word because he was upset about Anyone, something. Just say it, nigger. They yeah. called you nigger. Yeah, um, with the ER. Nigger. Like it wasn't, it was Killing not Mike meant to be friendly. my mentality on that now, dog. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like, I was like, yeah, that's, it wasn't normal, no. But I did experience racism at that at that age and point in my life and I didn't know what the hell to do about it mm-hmm. and so when it came time for me to go to college like you know we we all we get sports scholarships and you know to go to these predominantly white colleges and I'm like nah I want to be in an environment where around me is everybody around me is just like me and they're all here because we're all working for some for this goal for this education thing and so I just I decided to surround myself with black people so that I could have that experience and, and be comfortable because in all honesty I was not comfortable like yeah I had a good time I had great amazing friends that were all predominantly white minus Randolph and you know like for the most part they were good they were good to me they took care of me all that all that good stuff but it was there's nothing like being surrounded by my people Okay, so, um, so that kind of started the the trend and kind of the change to being pro black, and that's kind of why you guys are where you're at now, being pro black easy, right? You every day 365. So if February used to traditionally be about being like Shay Shay says, being pro black and and celebrating that blackness for you know that time period, but now we argue that we're doing it 365. What should we do with this month then? So let me let me get let me let me clarify. And in my when I was, I originally stated at the beginning, Black History Month is insignificant, right? That was my yeah. mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. statement. Mm-hmm. Let me clarify that it's insignificant to Black people. Yeah. Black History Month is still significant because Black History Month is an opportunity to educate white people. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. <laughs> so, and when I say educate white people, I don't mean just talk about Martin Luther King and civil rights movement, like. Black History Month is an opportunity to educate white people about black influence on everything. I don't know, let's talk about black influence on the Constitution. Let's talk about black influence when it comes to art and music. Um, it's, it's, it's an opportunity to educate um, people who aren't necessarily uh, well-versed in black history on black culture um, and the black activists that a lot of us and others see on a daily basis, right throughout throughout the year. So it's not insignificant. So what should we do? We should, black people, what should we do for the month of February? We should. We should. I think it should be a combination of history and taking note of what happened, but also currently, like yeah. recent history, like the last decade. The last two years like what black people are doing to influence the world yeah. Like, yeah i think i think it's a celebration um both of of the then and now right mm-hmm. celebration of yep uh yep. history and yeah. then a celebration of everyday current accomplishments of african-americans right there's a lot of african-americans that are out doing great things every single day Yep. Right? Like it's an opportunity to celebrate those um, African Americans who are making positive impacts in the community, in the country, in the world. Right, and it's also a time to reflect on um, the African Americans who have come before us and have made great impacts on the, the country, the community, right, mm-hmm. yeah, in, in the world. There, are, there are a lot of African Americans within our communities who don't get like any type of recognition or who kids don't know about, right? Like that were, that did great things in the community. No, they might not have gotten been big on a national level, but like uh, certain things and parks and schools wouldn't be in our community if it wasn't for the influence of certain African-Americans, right? Like, so I think those are things that we should, we should focus on, especially in the community and some of these some, some schools. Uh, so I, also, I think I'm about to come out of left field with Squirrel Master on this one, man. Okay. Hit me with what you got. I think that um, one point should be made first before I go into this. I think that as educated black people, 
we assume that we're the major we're the majority and we're not. And I think that educated black people definitely are celebrating being black 365, right? <clears throat> but I think that what we should do with the month of February is a take a each one teach one kind of mentality. Um, because I think that, like you said, there's a lot of information out there that is not passed on. A lot of people don't even know, right? There's a lot of things that I learned while I was at Hampton University and even at Howard that I learned about um, black professionals that I had no idea. You know, everyone hears about Booker T. Washington and Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Marcus Garvey. Like, you learn about them, right? And even, you know, my son, he has a, a, a report he has to do on uh, Booker T. Washington. And, you know, every all the kids in his classroom pick names out of a hat. Same six, seven people you always hear about. They'll do a book report on them. And, and then we'll move past the month, right? Yeah. But I think that as, as educated people, and it doesn't necessarily have to just be black people, because, I mean, there's some other people out there that have some information that can be passed on right but i think that we should find somebody else whether it's in your friend group whether it's from your family whether it's you know some kid or somebody out there i think that you, we should find somebody in order to educate them on somebody or giving them some information they didn't know um and so that could continue to celebrate that blackness on a larger scale and i don't think that it all has to be something from the past right um because even though we need, she need to learn from our past in order to move forward. I think that we should highlight some great things that are happening here in the now, right? Absolutely. Um, and so I think that we should that that if if we are celebrating being black 365, right? Then that's what I think should be done with February is in that same celebrate because we're celebrating already. You know what I'm saying? I was celebrating all January. I'll celebrate all March, right? So February I think should be about educating, spreading that message of. You know, black excellence um, and black achievement um, in places and realms that people really don't know that we were even involved in, right? Yeah, and you know, you know what that does too is it it helps it helps black people as a whole by normalizing greatness within mm-hmm. the black community because mm-hmm. in order to change perception, we have to normalize the world to the nation that black people aren't just gangbangers, aren't just yep. thieves, aren't just people that you see getting arrested. Like, yep. black people do a lot of things. Absolutely. So we have to normalize that in order to change the perception that currently stands. That's, I, and I, I think that that would be ideal, right? Mm-hmm. So, in the interest of making Square Table short, I got some fun black history questions I want to ask you guys, because I know it's been a very kind of serious-esque episode. So you guys ready for the lighthearted wait, questions? Wait, can we, do we lose our black card if we don't know the correct answer? No, no, you don't lose your black card because there's no way that you don't know the answer. Okay, <clears throat> fair enough. All right, here's the first fun question, right? <clears throat> I'm going to la- list a group of people, celebrities and activists now, and I want you guys to tell me that um, when uh, maybe, let's say, 20, 30 years from now, will they be celebrated for Black History Month? Will their names go in the hat with the our MLK, to get a book report? the Booker T. Washington, you had to get a book report done on them. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, number one, this is the easy one, softball, Michelle Obama. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. You think that she'll, she'll be? Without okay. a doubt. Okay, okay. Another here, Oprah. Do you think Oprah? I think Ass. Oprah's already in it. She's already in it. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. It. All right, all right. Now it's going to get a little bit harder. Beyonce. Uh, yeah. Yes. What do you think, Josh? <sighs> to have book reports written about her in history <laughs> classes? Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. I do. I think so. Yeah. I don't think so. I mean, think about maybe some of the... maybe locally in Texas. Nah. Okay. But I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Nah. I mean, if you in certain communities, yes. Uh-huh. Like if you talk about the music industry, like yeah. Yes, absolutely. But in terms of black people to just picking her name out of a hat to write a yeah. book report about you never you never Probably wrote a book not. report about duke ellington or louis armstrong yeah. or billy holiday or ray charles yep. or like you never wrote a book report about any of those people yeah you i think you're underestimating her celebrity bro she's I, making big moves she's made a lot of accomplishments as a as an artist nina simone Nat what about Cole. okay okay if you think beyonce may be all on the fence what about jay-z i think so too no Yo, you look at Jay, look at what Jay Z has done both in music and, and business. business. Yeah, for a black man who was a who, who started as a, a 
uh, a drug dealer, Marcy Projects. You kidding me? You don't think yeah. years from now, Jay Z is gonna be somebody who? Yeah, it's gonna get history book. Crazy. That's, I don't, Josh, I don't that's think. Josh I don't think we'll see Jay Z yeah, yeah, in yeah, a history yeah. book. Huh? Okay, okay. What about what about Charlemagne the God? No. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Soldier Boy. <laughs> no. He did have the greatest comeback, but no, he, he won't be in the history. Comeback. He didn't. Right. Tiana Trump had the greatest comeback, but <laughs> all right, Chadwick. Chadwick, Chadwick Wilson, Bozeman. Yeah, Wakanda if you, if, forever, bro. If you, uh, if you say Beyonce and Jay Z, you have to include Chadwick. You don't think Chadwick's gonna go in there? I think. I think. Do you know the roles um, he's already played in the history? I do. I do. I do. Stroke I do. movies. I do. I think that uh, when you talk about um, actors and actresses, yeah, I don't think Chadwick Boseman is not. I don't think he's there yet. I think he has a long way to go before you can you can say that. But he that. is Black Panther, dog. He is Black Panther. Now I think Black Panther will be a, a, a movie that will be talked about in history books. Yeah. And because okay, of what that, if... Chadwick will be talked about. But yeah. what about uh, Colin Kaepernick? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree too. I think Colin Kaepernick definitely. Okay, Killer Mike. You think that he'll be somebody to celebrate it? I don't. Mm-hmm. I in don't certain circles. I, maybe in, in certain Atlanta. circles. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, he's doing some major things. I don't think so. Actually, there was one. So there's one idea that he had. I don't want to spoil the, the Which show episode? if you guys haven't seen Trigger, right? Please, it's Trigger Warning. Like, no, Trigger Warning. Shameless plug. If you haven't seen Trigger Warning, yeah, go, watch it. go watch it on Netflix. Also. He had a, if you haven't seen his uh, Breakfast Club interview, interview, with, oh yeah, uh, mm-hmm. you know the Charlemagne guy and uh, I forget the other guy, uh, Angela Yee. Go yeah. check that out. He uh, he mentioned Black Friday in a sense that every Friday you only shot black, right? Yeah. Um, he does an episode where he tries to do it for Yo. three days, and it made it a lot more complex than I thought it was gonna be. Yes. Um, you but know it's something that, that I I want to try. I'm gonna look into it. I haven't really committed to starting it because I have to see, scope out. What my options are on in, that day in DC, I think you could pull it off, but some places in the country, there is no way in hell. He barely yeah. pulled it off in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah well, barely. I think. Well, he wasn't in Atlanta. He was oh, in, he did. Uh, he was going to Athens. the show. Yeah, Athens, Georgia. I think if if you kind of modify it a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Like, because he wasn't eating anything that came from a white farm, right? I think that if you're willing to go to a black business, if that's the closest you can get is a black business that is using products from a black from a white farm, then you know, kind of bend it that Bro, way. I gotta that eat. may make it a little bit easier. And I know Killer Mike was hungry. He ain't a small dude. He was hungry as hell. But no, I thought that was cool. So that's something I wanna adopt. He All wouldn't right. even smoke weed if it was from a white yeah. person. Yeah, that that was was crazy. crazy. He was at the strip club. <laughs> He's like, you know, like I'm just trying to I'm just trying to do black. No racist. Yeah. And so you Asian you're an Asian stripper, Get so I can't, I can't. I can't. All right, wait, wait. We gotta focus. <laughs> this is my last fun question. If you could be any black icon from history, oh, and you had to send out a tweet that summed up how you feel about the shit that is happening today, who would it be, and what would your tweet be? I, I don't know who I would be, <laughs> but I know what I would tweet, and it would be short. And simple. What's I up? would just tweet, "Ain't this some shit?" <laughs> Rosa Parks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, bro, like dog. we went through all of this years ago, dog. and people still don't get it. It's still not changed. Hey, They're like, "Ain't this some shit?" And then it applies to every situation that's happening right now. Like, you can tweet, like somebody gets beat up by the cops. You could just tweet, "Ain't this some shit?" And everybody instantly know what you talk about and how you like how you feel, bro. I'm tweeting. I told y'all niggas, <laughs> Malcolm X. Malcolm no, X. I was, I, was, <laughs> I was I was going with Malcolm X. True. I, told I was y'all. definitely going with Malcolm X. Actually, actually, to be more real, um, I'm, I I tweet I tweet Martin Luther King and be like, Yo, Malcolm was right. Yeah, was right, bro. Nah, I was. I would tweet. I would tweet. I would be Martin Luther King, and I would be like, "Y'all, Malcolm was right." Yeah, <laughs> That's messed it. Messed up, bro. A messed up player. All right, so this week, kind of keeping in the same spirit of Black History Month, I wanted to have a, a, an interesting conversation because our political analyst DJ Shea um, is, is on the line. 
Um, and I wanted to know what you think about. So Cory Booker, at the beginning of Black History Month, he decided he was going to announce his candidacy for presidency. Mm-hmm. For the presidency. Um, but Kamala Harris has already announced hers. And, and Cory Booker, his kind of like campaign or his base, um, it was kind of, a lot of people are saying that it's kind of the same platform that Kamala is running her campaign on. Um, so I yeah, want to know what you guys great. think about the two people running. Um, and do you think that this is a, is this a second coming of, I don't want to say because, you know, it's a woman and a man, but when I say the second coming of Obama, do you think that black people are going to rally behind these two, one of these two, because they're black? Or do you think that um, there's a little bit more to it? Here's the thing. Interestingly Mm -hmm. enough, what Cory Booker, Cory Booker was, uh, I think he was the mayor of Newark, New Jersey back Mm -hmm. in 2012. Mm -hmm. Um... He was our he was our commencement speaker. Yep. yep. 2012, right? And yep, I was yep. to him speak. And I in 2012, I said I was like, yo, gonna he's gonna run second. one day. That's gonna be the second black president in the United States. This was 2012. I said that. Mm. All right. Um, because I was I was incredibly moved by his uh, his speech, and then two, just he reminded me very much of Barack Obama. Right. Mm-hmm. He goes on to run for Senate. And remains in the public public light remains very relevant six years later uh, in 2018 2019 here we are he announced his candidacy for president mm-hmm. um, I, I so far him and Kamala Harris have, have been very similar in their yep. their votes within this New York United States Senate right they, they seem to always fall in line with each other there's not much difference between their um, their political agendas and you know how they vote and where they stand on certain issues, um, they're the, the only difference that I've seen so far from them is that one's a black man, one's a black woman. Now I I, I I'm pretty sure that once we start to dig a little deeper, we'll find some some differences and some um, some things that they disagree on or ways that they voted that may have been different or may not align with you know some things that we may align with but for the most part if you take away the gender they're the same they're like they literally their agenda their agenda is the same the same right right but so, i don't think their track records are the same no, track records camels is way different track records differ in mm-hmm. their their means to um uh, uh power or, you know, their means to their position have, have been a little different, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Cam- Kamala Harris was a district attorney. She was a, she was mm-hmm. a prosecutor, district attorney, and then attorney general, Cory Booker, was a city mayor, right? Um, he started off being organizing as city mayor and then made his way to Jersey City. Um, so, yeah. I don't, I don't, I, don't, I, I gotta do some more digging on that one to find out like where, how they differ. But from mm-hmm. what I've seen so far, they, they're, they're very similar. Yeah. Um, now, do I think that black people will get behind them? Absolutely. It'll be split. It'll be split because you, I think you, for the most part, you'll have black women supporting Kamala Harris. Uh, and I think she'll get You a think lot so? Of, I think she'll get a lot of black, black, black women's support i do i think she'll, she'll get a lot of i think she'll get a lot of women's support in general not, i think it not, depends on how much information really comes to light about because it depends on how harsh people are about her track record like some of the things that she's said and some of the things that she's done in in the past um i think that will decide how much support or how little support she gets i think she'll get a decent amount of support for from women in particular, black women. I like. I. I don't think her track record is that atrocious. That like, it's not. It's, yeah, it's not, not like she. No, yeah, she not. voted. I don't. She, I don't it's think nothing, so. It's nothing. Nothing that I've seen so far is like blaringly like, yo, I could never vote for this woman. Like, yeah. Um, I listened to some other podcasts run by black women. Now this is a very, very, very small sampling, but uh-huh. they are extremely harsh on her track record from when she was the AG I mean, and some yeah. of the things that she said and they're not willing to just let that go 
Yeah, but I think I think some of that stuff she can answer for. I think I don't I don't oh. think it's like they might not let it go, but I don't think that it's unforgivable. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Like, yeah, no, yeah, sense. we what, like we might be able to forgive, but then we won't for, we won't forget, right? So like, I don't I don't know. Um, and then Cory Booker, I think, will get a decent amount of a decent amount of support as well. Um, will either one of them make it out of the primary? That's a totally different question. Yeah, and the million dollar question: If they both are running, who and when will Barack back? Who? <laughs> oh. I didn't even think about that. That's a good question, Josh. You, Look at you, you know, whoever, asking the hard questions about life. <laughs> whoever Barack backs, the black community is gonna be like, "Yep, that's the one." Barack said it was cool, so it's cool. That's interesting. That's a very, very interesting, interesting question. What if Barack doesn't back either one of them? What if he backs Joe Biden? Do you think Joe's gonna run? I do. Joe's so old. That's the only think thing Joe's that I took like about Joe. He's just but so like, old. But like, think about that. Like, who is who is. Who, like where where is that? Then where does that leave you? Has Joe like, announced? No, he no. hasn't. But I think he I think he will. I'm I'm very. Confident. Joe's old in the game. He knows. He knows to keep his mouth shut until we're a little bit closer. Mm-hmm. Like so these, think, young, I, these young these young bloods trying to come in here. I think the ver- the Democratic primary is going to be very. It's going to be a large field and it's going to be very interesting. You know what? Uh, it's kind of to following watch. too. Mm. It's kind of following. So midterms. Midterms yeah, following and these, the Republican and these, base last last time. Yeah, in these special elections where mm-hmm. we've had like super young black people coming out and putting their name in the hats and running, and a good number of them have actually won different seats within their cities, counties, and states. Mm-hmm. And I think we're following following along in that same general trend. I think it, there could be a possibility where we have. A previously unseen number of individuals announcing you know that they want to run because mm-hmm. your boy Donnie did that by being just a businessman running for president and then we've got young and young black people putting their name in the hat for public offices on the Democratic side so now we've got everybody basically like I want to I can make a change I can do something about it so they're I, I think they're gonna come out I think people you probably have some independence you gotta have small name people no name people trying to trying to put their two cents in mm-hmm. okay well um happy black history month my brothers i'm blackity uh, black 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 just be blackity black 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 all month um and to our listeners you know tell us what you think well two things i want you guys to do because i like to laugh Tweet me at the square table with your black history icon tweet. <laughs> what would you say? And who? What would you say who, who you are? To say the comment and then, you know, put put their name as like this, their quote. Um, and add us so I can laugh because that's funny. Uh, I just thought about that on the spot. Um, and then also if there was somebody that we I missed, that, you know, somebody from now that's doing great things that you think will be brought up later in life. I think if Kamala or Corey win this... Uh, election i think they arguably will be added to that list too. oh of course um thought about who angela bassett you're right <laughs> 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 all right well i will see you guys again uh two weeks from now every other wednesday is when we're now uploading the square table um you can find me at dj snuggy on twitter dmullen2 on instagram or just a square table that's where i'm at most of the time um you can find jay lee at the square table 3.0 on instagram and you can find dj shay on instagram as ain't a dj shay now d hey, underscore shay six underscore shay six six okay oh you ever get in trouble for liking a photo you aren't supposed to like no because i don't like anybody's photos but hey if you guys have um somebody that that needs recognition that's you know they're doing their thing in their neighborhood and in their community shoot it to us we'll feature them on the instagram we'll repost them Mm -hmm. um because we want to drive this recognition of of black excellence so that's that's my instagram goal for the month and i need you guys's help it's lit I, i like that i like that that's dope josh 
All right, until next time, cool people, holla. <laughs>